Hi, you're listening to Reminisce, the Empowered Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Reed, and today we have a special guest with us, Georgie. She is the founder and author of The Art of Getting Shit Done, and I had the pleasure of listening to one of her webinars, and I was just so excited about all the information that I learned and the motivation that I received, so I decided to invite her on to the Empower Podcast to introduce you to her. So, um, Georgie, if you could just share a little bit more about your background and really what motivated you to start your organization. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. Hi, everyone. My name is Georgie Ann Getan McCoy. I know it is super long, but you could just call me Georgie, and I'm really excited to be here. Um, so what empowered me and allowed me to start my business was pretty much my upbringing. Um, I immigrated to the U.S. when I was about seven years old um, from Jamaica, and in the Caribbean, majority of people around you are entrepreneurs, whether it's the butcher, the baker, you know, school teachers, everyone has some type of entrepreneurial roots. And when I came to the United States, um, I kind of had to put that on the back burner because in the United States, I don't know if a lot of um, immigrant families know this, but once you come here, it's more of like, you know, set a foundation, go to school, get a good job. If you still have um, entrepreneurial passions, you know, you put that on hold until you've made it, essentially. And with that, you know, I had to keep on putting away my entrepreneurial bug, and it just kept on scratching at me, scratching at me, scratching at me. And so I'd try to find different ways. Um, a lot of times subconsciously, I would do tr try different ways to create job opportunities for others, to um, get stuff done, to learn more, to teach more, to engage more. And by the time I hit college, well, the end of high school, it was I had to release the entrepreneurial bug, and from then, um, all I've been doing over the last few years focuses on helping others, you know, find a way to embrace their entrepreneurial spirit and embrace their entrepreneurial drive um, in in a more subtle way, right? You know, my my folks they wanted me to focus on like school and just getting a job and then pursuing entrepreneurship, but I've wanted to. I'm teaching others how they can pursue entrepreneurship while also being conscious of their circumstances and their resources to make sure that they're getting stuff done. So my entire brand, as well as the name of my book, is all about getting stuff done um, and how, no matter what resources you have or circumstances you might face, you can live out your dreams and turn them into a reality. Mm, that's, that's amazing. And what really stuck out to me um, was the fact that, you know, we all have this thing inside of us that just scratches at, at us, and it's like, hey, you're supposed to do this, but, like, you always put it off. And, you mm -hmm. know, essentially, like, you gave people a way to deal with that scratch. So when you have this scratch, you should pick up, you know, getting stuff done, the art of getting stuff done, because it's going to help you with that process. So not only did you scratch your own itch, but then you helped other people scratch it too. So that is, is powerful to me. Thank you. Um, yeah, and I feel it's really important to pay it forward and give back as well as, you know, um, help others. Like that is really a key part of um, my business and just everything that I do. 
Mm-hmm. So um, can you share more about your experience um, coming over here as an immigrant um, to the U.S. and how that was a factor in shaping why you decided to write this book? Yeah, so the first chapter in the book actually talks a lot about um, my journey coming to the United States as a young girl. And at first, you know, as a kid, you're seven years old, your mom's telling you you're going to move to a whole different state, you know, you're going to go on a plane, not even a state, a whole different country. You're going to go on a plane, and you don't know when you're coming back to this home that you've known so far for all of your life. Um so it was really a big change. Uh, my father didn't come with us. It was just um, my mom, my two brothers, and a couple of other aunts and uncles and cousins. Um, you know, we all came on that plane and took only what we could fit in our suitcases, essentially. So that was a huge life change. And once we got here, the comfort and the accessibility that we had in Jamaica was completely shaken up, right? We we're living mm-hmm. in houses before, and now we were living in apartment buildings. Um, it wasn't freezing cold, and we didn't need sweaters and jackets all the time. Now we did. We came right in the middle of uh, March, and at that oh, time, wow. it was pretty, well, for me, it was pretty cold. Um, but, you know, and then, you know, just our life and work situations were really shaken up. My mom was a nurse when we were in Jamaica, but coming up here, she couldn't immediately land a nursing job because a lot of times, um, specifically for adults and professionals, their credit and work experience doesn't instantly transfer um, unless you, you set it up prior to moving to the United States. So it was, you know, living in multiple different houses. There was a time where we had to actually even live apart. Like I was sent to live with a family friend because I had to go back to school while my mom wow. or other family members had to find jobs and, you know, they had to pick they the like jobs that were accessible to them were really like bottom of the barrel jobs. Um, mm-hmm. Even though they had degrees and experience and all this knowledge, they had to essentially hit the reset button um, on their lives almost. Mm-hmm. And that was um, probably emotionally difficult too, you know, because then your mother had the responsibility of taking care of you, and then you know, like you were saying, starting over when you already uh, obtained all the education that you needed. And I can, I can only imagine that, that feeling. Um, so I can see how your family really just had to get it done. You know, no excuses. Um, just live yeah. each day and find the opportunity to make that advancement, whatever path was chosen. Yeah, definitely, and I have to see that um, every day, and, you know, it definitely did pay off for them. Um, Within 10 years of being here, you know, my mom became a homeowner. Um, She got, you know, really good positions. She's been at the same company as um, doing nursing for, I think, over 10 years now. So it it did really pay off, but just seeing their work ethic, um, and saying, okay, yeah, I, I would prefer to have, you know, my nice fancy jobs or opportunities that I had before, but I understand that that's not here anymore. It's okay. I'm going to figure out another path, another route. There, it's not a dead end. Um, a reset button is just a second chance. It's, it's my chance to prove myself, and I'm not going to let this hold me back no matter what obstacle um, is being thrown at me. So that I really learned a lot of like life lessons from that that experience. Mm-hmm. 
definitely that resiliency part is what keeps us moving when it, it also brings out a level of creativity as well. You know, like this didn't work, but well, I have plenty of other options. What are they? And let's see if these some of these options can even work together for the overall good. Exactly. That's exactly what we so, have to do. So when you decided to start um, your business when you were in college, um, how did building relationships and partnerships help you in building your brand? Yeah, so partnerships and relationships were essentially the key to it all. Um, you know, again, I also talk about this in a section of the book where it's um, called Your Network is Equal to Your Net Worth. And that rung so heavy for me, especially like in my college experience, because while going to school, you know, one thing I could say I took the most out of going to college was the connections that you make as well as, like, the resources that are available to college students. Um, you know, some some events and programs that I wanted to get into, once I said, hey, I'm a college student, um, you know, can I talk to you or can I get that information? People were more friendly and more open and accessible. So that was a really great opportunity there as well as, like, the classmates and students that you go to school with, they're going to be the ones, you know, at Fortune 500 companies in the future, your future customers, investors, partners, um, friends throughout this journey. So meeting people and just talking to people and just really being authentic in who I am, um, that accelerated all of my business ventures so much because not, to this day, referrals as well as like recommendations from people that I've just met while I was in college um, both on campus and off campus when I participate in the New York City tech ecosystem, those are the referrals and connections that are still, you know, paying off like tenfold. Um, and one of the key parts of that is because a lot of people code switch and during my college career, I didn't – I don't know if I did it on purpose. So, if, you know, back in high school, I, w I would code switch a little bit more. I knew, you know, if you're in a certain situation, you talk like this, versus a certain situation, it's a little bit more um, – you're a little bit more able to, like, lay back and just, you know, be your full self. But mm -hmm. maybe it was laziness. Maybe I got tired of it. But in college, I would just participate in things and say, hey, this is me. This is Georgie. I'm an extrovert. I'm not going to be super loud. I might come off as shy for the first 15 minutes, but once I get situated, I will talk. I will ask questions. Um, I'm not going to pretend I'm the smartest person in the room. You know, I'm here to be educated. I'm here to learn. I'm here to communicate. I'm here to connect, and I really want to be authentically con connected with you. And that made me, you know, kind of sought after. People would notice me because of that, and I would also stand out in a lot of situations, um, specifically going to networking events, um, you know, when people are, like, all fancy, dressed up in business, um, attire, or they have, like, these big spanking businesses. I was just, you know, the regular girl, probably had on a sweatshirt from my clothing line because I had a clothing line that was one of my first businesses, you know, had on sneakers, jeans, but I was there to learn. I was taking notes. I was asking questions. And people were like, wow, who is this person? Um, and started mm -hmm. connecting with me. And that's really how I built everything up from there. Mm -hmm. Great. That is excellent. And I also heard in your story about the importance of um, how things transition 
and you might your business might look one way at one point in time, but then it kind of evolves into looking like something else. And I think that's something that people don't always um, recognize in business and how business grows is, you know, people just try to, you know, they have the business idea and then um, they try to execute it and then it's it's going great, but then something happens you and you and it twists and turns, and that twist and turn is normal. Um, and I think sometimes people get afraid and mm-hmm. want to give up when it looks different. But just because it looks different doesn't mean it's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah, definitely. And to just talk a little bit of uh, more about that point, as I mentioned. My first business was a clothing line, and that clothing line ended up developing into an events-based business where we would connect diverse entrepreneurs and creatives to leaders in our community. And, you know, who would have thought, right? Who would have thought? And just as things grew Mm -hmm. and shifted, you know, I would reanalyze, like, okay, is this a good change? Does this make sense? Can we try this? Can we apply this? And being okay with that pivot and okay with that change um, and not too committed to, um, the preset goal. So even if we have set goals, right, mm-hmm. I have this, like, quote on my wall. It says set goals but not in concrete. And that just means, you know, be open to change. If it's a positive growth, just do your research. Just, you know, test it out a little bit. Put your, you know, toe in the water. See what works and see if this path is where you're where you're supposed to be. Um, and that, that is exactly how everything um, has fallen into place for me. And I think, Oftentimes we kind of rush things also. So mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. expecting something to transform, um, you know, you can't force like a plant to grow. You can't force a tree to grow, and you can't force a company to grow either. So just take it day by day and see what happens. And if you see some signs, and the signs are continuous, you know, pay attention to them. And it's saying, okay, you might think going down path A was what you already planned for, but path B might be where you need to be and test it out, you know, see if Mm -hmm. it works, take your time with it, and be open because that change could positively impact your business, but you won't know until you try it, you know. So that's another thing. Trying new things is very, very important, especially for an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I also, I think this is also a good um, time to transition into talking about the GSD Summit Movement. So is that a new um, project that you're working on? And can you just share a little bit about that movement? Yeah, so the GSD Summit is something that I started back in 2016. And it, it started as like a little joke. Um, when I, I was working a fellowship throughout the summer, and my um, coworkers would always, you know, bug me, you know, with my last name because it's getting. They were like, Georgianne is always getting shit done. Um, and so that's how we came up with – that's how I came up with the GSD Summit. I was like, what about other people that are out there getting stuff done? Why don't we talk about them a little bit more? Why isn't there an event where we could highlight these doors as well as teach other dreamers and doers out there how to get stuff done. And I'm not talking about only highlighting, like, the big players that we all know of, you know, the fancy names with millions of followers on social media, but the guys that are here hustling hard, working every day, might have, you know, six-figure, seven-figure businesses, but they're kind of, like, 
under the table. People don't recognize them, and they're just, you know, in the everyday crowd, and they go unnoticed sometimes. So that's what I did. And that very first year, I had about 30 speakers come in, and it was such a revelation for a lot of different entrepreneurs because they're like, wow, you, one, you look like me. You come from where I come from. It was like a really diverse group of um speakers from all different races, ages, um, orientation, just such a really diverse and full group of people that, you know, the audience could identify with, one, and two, see that, hey, you know, you're not on these big, big screens, but you're, you're doing it, and you started from somewhere, and the whole key to it all is you have to, one, start, two, be open to growth and open to change, and three, just do it, right? Just go out there and get stuff done. And you won't get to the top unless you, you know, you have your day one. You cannot get to your day 300, 400, or 10,000 unless you have your day one. So that's what I really wanted to instill in folks. I did it a second time in 2017. Again, great response. A lot of people were um, involved and impacted. Did it again in 2018. This year, 2018, we had it um, fully online so that we it could have a broader reach. And now we had folks participating from over four different continents. Wow. 2019, I'm definitely putting it out there again, but I don't know how. So I've been playing around with a couple of ideas. Should I take it on tour and go to different states physically and then also do a digital one? Do I go international? Like, so I'm still playing around with the ideas, but I definitely know I want to keep this around as long as possible just to open the eyes, as well as highlight, celebrate, and um, acknowledge all the doers as well as um, dreamers that want to become doers out there. Mm, wow, that is just so powerful. And, you know, that goes back to the resiliency message and also, you know, it's so important to acknowledge everyday people, and that's another reason why I have this podcast, too. I was like, everybody needs to have a space where they can share their truth and be empowered in whatever message that um, they're sending. Um, so even after this, I have someone coming on to talk about cervical cancer and how powerful her story is and showing up as being a doer regardless of, you know, how she's been diagnosed and what her life looks like now as opposed to what it looks like um, in the past. So your story and how you go in, out in the world and impact people is so important. And I'm so thankful for you taking the time to share your story as well as write the book, um, The Art of Getting Stuff Done. Can you share yeah, a little thank bit? Thank you so much for having um, me. Yeah, go can ahead. you share a little bit about how people can get in contact with you as well as how people can buy your book? Yeah, so to get in contact with me, the best way to do that is by um, heading over to my website, GSD with Georgie, G-E-O-R-G-I-E dot com. Um, or on social media, Facebook at GSD with Georgie, or Instagram at GSD with Georgie. Those are the best ways to get in contact with me. You know, just drop something in the contact or just slide into my DMs. I'm pretty available, should respond in like 24 to 48 hours. If you want to check out a copy of the book, just visit artofgsd.com. And, you know, the book is currently on pre-order, and we're having um, the first stop on the tour will be in New York in February. Definitely want to take it on tour and go to a couple more cities and states, so I'm really excited about that. And all the information about the tour locations will be on artofgsd.com. 
And yeah, so that's that's pretty much how to contact me as well as how to check out a copy of the book. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on Reminisce, the Empower Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Reed, signing off. Thanks, Georgie. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan.